Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, as much as I hate it, it's talking about the big V, the jab. Biden had a press conference. He's gotten a little bit of a setback. A few days ago, I got a, a message from Stuart, who's a listener, saying that there were there was kind of a directive from the president's management council, Jason Miller, and the management director of the Office of Management and Budget, saying that they wanted to encourage agencies to continue with robust education and counseling efforts through the holiday season as a first step to enforce the vaccine mandate in the executive branch, but no subsequent enforcement actions until January, except for maybe this education and counseling and, and possibly a letter of reprimand. So that's a little bit of a reprieve. I wonder sometimes if this stuff is meant to like fake people out to get people to do it. And then at the last minute it gets pulled back I it made me think like I was also pointed out by another listener that Biden's order is just for the executive branch. So the judicial branch and more importantly, the legislative branch are not affected, but it's still four million people. One point three million in the executive branch are in the army. I can't even tell you all the constitutional alarm bells that go off for me when I think that 4 million people work for the executive branch, that there's the standing army that they call this guy the commander in chief when he's not called into actual service. I can't stand it. We don't have time for all the constitutional issues right now, but that is a bit of a reprieve, I guess. And uh, we are still waiting on what's going to happen with the OSHA mandate, which tried to get private people to have to do it. A judge kind of backs off on that. And Biden came out with his kind of Omicron plan, <laughs> his moronic Omicron plan, which it, these it's a four-pronged thing. It says uh, they're requiring travelers entering the country by air to test negative for COVID within one day of departure, regardless of vaccination status, um, instead of within three days of departure. So that's kind of an expensive test. But that's okay because he wants to, well, maybe this is a stepping stone to that being okay. He wants to require private health insurance companies to cover 100% of the cost of at-home tests for coronavirus. Um, they haven't worked out the details on that, but an out-home test is not a PCR test. And we just saw with LeBron that if you start messing around with all these tests, you can have conflicting outcomes conflicting results. They also are talking about extending, uh, or he mandated basically, extending through March the requirement that masks be worn on airplanes, trains, and public transportation. And they are launching propaganda, a public education, sorry, campaign to encourage 100 million adults to get boosters with a special focus on seniors, because like Robert Reich says, you're taking up too much space, time, and money. Go ahead. And then I've got Part two of this story. Yeah, it all goes in unison. I think part two of this story is what comes to mind for me also with Germany. They're imposing a little bit stricter lockdowns over there. Everybody who is on board with the Great Reset, they roll out these initiatives at the same time in coordinated fashion. So, yeah, the Germany story is that their Angela Angela Merkel came out and rolled out this idea of vaccine mandates. Now, she's about finished as chancellor. I think in a couple of days, she's handing over the reins to 
Uh, Schultz guy name, I think his name is, oh yeah, Olaf Schultz. Yeah. So this is the idea that they want is that they want vaccinations to become mandatory in Germany in February. They're going to have the ethics council look into that. Now it's, there's so many things about this. I'm not going to go into every detail, but one of the big stories is the, the push here. Other EU countries are also mandating, and I'll tell you in a second, I'm not sure I know exactly what that means, but they are saying that the Omicron is like half the cases in Europe now. Now, when you think about it that way, this thing just popped out of nowhere. They said, um, oh, they think it would, it will be half of all the cases within a matter of months. Now, when you think about that, they're making, they're getting people to test positive. They don't know how serious this thing is. So it's not necessarily people in the hospital or whatever. And when you say that half of the cases are going to be Omicron, could it be that if you're looking for this like weird floating fragment of genetic material that is common among a whole host of coronaviruses that we may all have had in the past. It is a common cold. It is common and it is a cold. So it just makes more and more ridiculous this idea of the case-demic. So they, uh, Germany is following the example of Austria. This is important. Um, they are planning mandatory vaccines starting February as well. Greece announced mandatory jabs for the over 60s with unvaccinated people facing fines if they fail to comply. And this is what I think is kind of ironic from Germany. So I in this article, I did not see crystal clearly what a vaccine mandate means. Like, can they hold you down and jam it into your arm? Can they put you in jail? Or can they simply seize your assets. So fines are seizing people's assets. And isn't that what the Nazis did to the Jews back in the day? Like, I'm just saying to, it is not no small thing to seize somebody's assets because could they give you enough fines so that you go bankrupt? Because that's what it is. Like it is, it can be a nuisance. Remember the Miriam Carey uh, lawyer who was fighting for her family. That's a long story. You can look on my website, monicaperezshow.com if you want to find my old writings on that. But he was fighting the good fight for her family. They arrested him on some fines that he owed, legal fines. And they said, for every day you're in jail, you will incur another $1,000 worth of fines. Now that's like debtor's prison. That's a, that's a prison you can never get out of. So he did get out pretty quickly. And he never, ever said any of the things he was saying before about that case. And I feel like this is a really, really dangerous thing to do. Because if I don't want it, if I really feel like it, it's a life or death situation, maybe I go to jail for it. I mean, didn't Bobby Sands, was he the guy, the Irish guy who died of starvation, of protesting the Northern Ireland policies. So uh, another bit of detail on this, Merkel also announced a blanket ban on people who have not been vaccinated nor have recovered from COVID. So if you haven't been vaccinated or recovering, so get your antibody tests um, certification, entering bars, restaurants, theaters, cinemas, or other le leisure venues, as well as non-essential shops at Christmas markets. So in areas where the rate incident exceeds 350 people per 100,000, discos and nightclubs will also close. And we're just talking cases. We're not talking like sick people. So this is what's really egregious. This is really, really, really pissed me off. And they don't even know what it is. They're not even telling people what it is. <laughs> yeah. But they're saying that there's like a little dead spot in the PCR results that'll tell you which 
variation it is. So this is the last thing I have on this. It's private gatherings will be limited. This is, so this is miracle, but there was an article in fortune this morning is if Americans continue to refuse to get vaccinated, will they be, be next despite Republican pushback? So it's important because it may be a precedent. Private gatherings will be limited to 50 people indoors and 200 outdoors, providing everyone involved has been vaccinated or recovered. So she's going to tell you what you can, how you can have Christmas in your house, the size of your Christmas party in your house, and tell you that those people all have to be vaccinated or antibody carrying. But, but if there are unvaccinated people in the mix at your house, households may invite a maximum of two outside guests, not including children. So you're not allowed to see your grandchildren. You're not allowed to see your grandchildren. You will not be allowed to see your grandchildren. And that is what makes the old people go get the vaccines. And then they're, they weren't even included in the trials. So um, masks are also to become compulsory in schools. And uh, they're going to supposedly approve these lockdown measures in the next couple of days. And they blame it on the low vaccination rate, vaccinations that they don't even know work for this thing uh, of 68% considered a low vaccination rate in Germany. This is economic and cultural warfare on the unvaccinated. And the story of World War II, the Germans, not the Germans, the Japanese were pushed into a corner economically. They were starved economically, felt they had nothing, no choice but push back. That's the story that a lot of people tell about World War II. That's a story that's being that's playing out against the unvaccinated right now. They're being trying to be push them into a corner to where they're stripping away all of their social and their economic life, maybe just to provoke them to see what they'll do. Well, yeah, that that was definitely an interesting rollout by Biden. There was another politician who made a big announcement yesterday. Stacey Abrams gonna be running for governor in 2022. We're we're getting the sequel. Kemp versus Abrams, round two, the battle for Georgia. So during her announcement, she said that she's pledging to fight for economic equality and the expansion of health care access. And she made this announcement. This was the most interesting part of it to me. Through a dramatic two and a half, about three minute video, she tweeted out, literally showing her feeding interracial families. That, that was in the video. <laughs> Feeding was she eating? Was she, she like picking off the? <laughs> she brought the food and she fed them, and then she sat down and ate with them as well. Because like that's what she does. She goes around eating with interracial families, and it highlighted all that she had done to get us through these past four years, which includes paying off medical debt for sixty thousand Georgian Georgians, expanding access to vaccines, oh. bringing supplies to food banks. I have something about medical debt that's so weird because there was a huge article in the Wall Street Journal today about that, about like chiropractors and veterinarians and stuff. I brought it to, it's really extensive, but it has a lot of libertarian principles. So I'm bringing it to the XR so we can really dig into it today. But finish that. And I have something to say about, about I have another response to your story. Yeah. And she, she said she's going to be speaking up for left behind families, blah, 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 the same stuff she was saying last time. And there was lots of visuals of her walking and holding hands with children, interracial children. They all, every state made sure every image in that video was properly represented in the messaging that they delivered to align with the messaging anyway. But the best part of the announcement was the video ended 
like one of those documentaries of a rock star or like a really famous stand-up comedian with a, with a video, the camera behind him or her as they're about to go on stage in front of the raucous audience, showed Stacey Abrams being followed by a camera wearing a giant purple outfit. Everything was purple-themed. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh-huh, and interesting. you could hear the crowd, you know, the chants getting louder and louder. Stay, see, stay, see, stay, see. As she got closer and closer to the curtain, then it would cut back and forth between Stacey almost going out on stage and everybody excitedly taking pictures <laughs> of her as though she's I mean, Mick Jagger or something. That gives me a little bit of, um, I mean, I really don't like the whole like Hitler stuff analogies, but it, it does remind me of the stories that you would hear about. Like they, he would make them wait for hours to build up that tension. So when he finally came onto the stage, People would go nuts. You have pictures of him like rehearsing his hand gestures and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this this stuff is absolutely highly orchestrated. But one thing I was thinking when you were saying about how she wants to bring her number one thing was healthcare access to all Americans, right? That was one of her things. Yeah. Or poor people. What was the words that you just said? Can you go back to that first sentence that you said uh, after you said she was bringing the stuff out? Economic equality and the expansion of healthcare access. Okay. So I've been thinking about the healthcare thing because there, there's this health, it's called the Hispanic paradox. And it, it's claims that Hispanic immigrants don't, they have a longer lifespan, even though they're poorer here and don't have better diets or better weight or anything like that. And it's posited by some that it's because they don't have access to the propaganda. They just don't speak the language and that's why they're healthier. And I, it occurred to me when Obamacare was coming down, like they need to capture that huge customer base for pharma that doesn't want it, that doesn't want it, not only can't afford it, but also doesn't want it, wouldn't get it. They might, they don't really even care about paying for it. They just need to make sure that these people get it and making it free is the way to get it. And it's like the Obama phone where they, they're not giving Obama phones because they want poor people to have phones because poor people want phones and it's good for them. They're having it so that those people cannot escape the metaverse, the yeah. propaganda machine. They have to do that. So for every working person that pays taxes, that ta- those taxes pay for an uninsured person to have health care or whatever. It's just the taxes get transferred. So for every working person, two people get to be pharma customers when it would otherwise only be one without efforts like a creative person like Stacey Abrams. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, to see if she is able to build on the mobilization and organizing she did in 2018, or to see if people have just been too turned off by the far left to even consider her. But when you have Kemp as the other option, a guy who came out in response and said that, George, that there's a battle for the soul of Georgia, which is the exact same catchphrase that Biden used for his whole campaign, except soul of the nation. And when Kemp did not actually support Garland's effort in the, the vote audit and voter GA and everything, the legitimate challenges, a lot of people are mad at him as well. And don't forget, Trump said you guys would be better off with Stacey Abrams. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he said did. that. Yep. Then Kemp. That's so what he said. Let the or, vote so that's close to what he said. Yeah, let the vote harvesting begin because that's what Stacia Abrams specializes in. It's going to be fun. All right, so NFTs, been trying to figure out why they're so expensive. And I know I've asked that question. Why are people paying millions upon millions of dollars for them? I, I know you've considered it as well. Well, I did a little research and I got some help from Blockchain Journal. 
And they give some insight into why, you know, companies like JP Morgan Chase has estimated that the global NFT market is going to is approximately worth seven billion dollars. So here's here's a little insight into that. The first aspect of what makes an NFT so valuable is authenticity, they say. While anyone can you know, save an image on the blockchain or save a, a, an image on your computer, the original file is stored on the blockchain, which contains the records that authentic, authentic, authenticate every NFT's originality. So its, authentic, its authenticity can be proven if it's in dispute. A saved image can. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So like that was the whole thing is that it would right. be on blockchain. Yeah. That's it, the whole, that's the, they, I mean, they're going to put, didn't our, um, Ice Age Farmer tell us and Allison McDowell that they were going to put on those barcodes on a tomato is going to be a unique um, identifier on the blockchain for every damn tomato. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's no, that, how, that's, that's exactly like, what they're saying. Yeah. That they can make it, they can show yeah. Oh, yeah, that for it's sure. yours. My only thing about non-replicability is so what? Because with a work of art, you cannot if the replica actually means created by the original artist. So, but you can't duplicate the, the brush strokes. You just can't do it. It cannot be duplicated. But in this case, it could be like, how refined are your pixels that you cannot literally duplicate it to the exact. So it's simply, it's simply a question of the original qua, as they used to say in law school, original, and having no inherent meaning at all, whereas the brushstrokes of a master may have some value to, to somebody who wants to nerd out on it deeper and deeper. But in this case, I don't know if there is any way to think of it as having unique value. Well, so, I think yeah. the coding that creates it are the brushstrokes, those unique brushstrokes. Oh. I think that the details in that code that they put in there and scarcity obviously it because it's going to be on the blockchain everyone has you can see the history of its creation when it goes on the blockchain the number that there are so if somebody creates ten thousand of a particular collection drop it on the blockchain and you own one of those things then you have one of ten thousand it's like those collector's coins you see advertised on info yeah 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 no i get it yeah limited edition and this is i thought this was a little i thought this was interesting i hadn't thought about this but it makes sense it's a transferability of it because it's on the blockchain, as opposed to in a physical location, it has access to a worldwide market. So you can sell it worldwide mm-hmm. a lot easier than you can. So that is yes. the, the world is shrinking because of the internet, basically. <laughs> yes. And yeah, the utility aspect also with the blockchain, the ability to prove it, it's like the ultimate certificate of authenticity. That's kind of the argument. And then it's immutable. They say because it has yeah. the metadata and the code of all the previous ownerships and transactions on there, and the record and they, the records cannot be changed. They use these things called smart contracts, which are programs stored on the blockchain that run when predetermined conditions are met. So apparently, this is very unique and can't be replicated. But okay. I think probably anything can be replicated. So I got <laughs> oh no, I I believe it couldn't be replicated. I just don't see why that matters. But um, I mean, it's simply. Just for right. saying, that. yeah, like I, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But I got a tweet from one of our experts on the Zoom call the other day who's going to return for our crypto continued Zoom call on, I believe it's going to be December 18th or whatever that Saturday is. And I was going to ask him if maybe we, so that's for patron saints, but maybe we could have him do an intro 
because he has slides and all that kind of stuff. We could have him do an intro that we could share with like all the patrons or whatever. So that would be a place where we could dig into these details because he had some responses to what we were talking about regarding NFTs, regarding how the metaverse, different cities will interact. So I think it gets a little nerdy and we're going to want to get put some time into it and have somebody who is, uh, is an expert on how it interacts across the metaverse. And I think that would be a really interesting thing to do. We'll see if we can make that format work where it's kind of all patrons, but also patron saints get to ask their own questions and be there live. Maybe we can work that out. But in any case, we are going to do Crypto Continued and he's going to be there on December 18th. So uh, just a real quick one, if, if um, you think I have time for just a real quick one Go on for it. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. So Alec Baldwin did a teary interview, teary interview. I'm immediately, so in the article it says, oh my God, this is an emotional Baldwin visibly fights back tears when talking about Hutchins. This is literally in the article. I'm like laughing. I'm like this guy is really one of the best actors alive right now. And like, to me, he's really so acting. He's in the video. Oh, I didn't even look at it because it doesn't matter. He would yeah. be, he, he's capable of totally convincing you of anything. I mean, I still think he's a, a pedophile Boy Scout leader with chocolate salty balls. Like, I, you know, <laughs> all his SNL characters. Like, that's when these, these guys really, really, uh, I think, show their range. Like, Glenn Close, too, on SNL. Like, I mean, I just, I think she's a, a lesbian opera singer now. Like, she just, all the characters that they play to me, I'm like, well, maybe that's really them. So I don't even have to look at that to say he, he might have been acting... He was definitely acting, whether you could tell or not, because that guy is capable of acting. Yeah, and the interview and doesn't come out until tonight. They've only showed a tease oh, of it. So it's like oh. they're marketing the interview. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm marketing it for them, that's for sure. Anyway, he says, I think back and what could I have done? And I'm, you know, for my ideas, like for starters, you could have not pointed the gun at someone like the armorist taught you. And then he said, I didn't fire the gun. I just pointed it. I did not fire the gun. I did not pull the trigger. And and the idea is that guns can just go off in your hands just by accident. Like it's just, they just go off. So uh, immediately, that was my first thought. It's like, oh, they're just trying to make you think that guns are so dangerous. They just like kind of go off by themselves, which is not true in my experience. Definitely not. And I was trying to see if it was true in other people's experience. So on the radio today, I heard they had an expert, a clip from an expert, a gun expert saying uh, just tensing up your hand is enough to make a gun go off. You don't have to intend to fire it for it to fire. This is the gun expert. He said you could just sneeze and it would <laughs> go off. So I looked up like how many people have gotten shot because someone sneezed while holding a gun. And I could only <laughs> find one. <laughs> I mean, right? Like it's got if it, if it had. There's 400 million guns in this country. Surely if that happens, then it's ha- then it happens. <laughs> So I looked it up and uh, there was only one case I could find of someone whose gun went off. He shot himself. He was an octogenarian. So he was 80 something. And when he sneezed, I guess he was so slight, he actually fell off his chair. And that is when the gun went off. So I did find one case, but you have to be a frail octogenarian and fall off your chair in the sample set of one. Um, anyway, it sounds so- like they're making the art, the, the counter argument to, Guns don't kill people. People kill people. They're saying, no, no, no. Guns actually do kill yes, people. Not absolutely. People. You're right. They just go off by themselves. Like it's dangerous just to have them around. 
So he, of course, calls for, or the world is calling for more safety on sets. And he says he believes, Baldwin said he believes, this is a new a new little agenda item, that police officers should be present on every film TV set that uses guns, fake or otherwise, to monitor guns safely. So now we have, uh, I remember saying this a few years ago, you're going to see cops everywhere. And I remember seeing cops at the bank. Now there are cops at schools. He wants cops on movie sets. And the L.A. City Councilman who delayed the passage of the vaccine mandate in bars and restaurants didn't do it because he didn't think it was right. He did it because he was saying, who do we need to put somebody on the spot? Or he implied, I don't know if he said expressly or implied it. Do we need to put people, station, government officials, cops, whatever, at every restaurant in order to enforce the vax mandate because we can't leave it up to the owners? So now you have really martial law and um, that they... But he was saying, so they're also saying there isn't enough safety on the sets. And there is, there is, there, these systems do work. This, this story is fishy, but this is just another example of systems that do work, processes that do work, that are being deliberately undermined and making look like they don't work. So this new, what um, Michael, whatever the second Homeland Secretary Chertoff I think his name was, said like a new legal infrastructure. They want a new legal infrastructure everywhere, a new policy. They're trying to tell us since the Stacey Abrams stuff with democracy doesn't work to now like our safety precautions don't work because they're just trying to tear it all down when a lot of it did work pretty well. The only thing that doesn't work is that government is has an inherent conflict of interest with the people who pay them for security because they need you to be insecure and unsafe in order for their power and revenue to increase. So there's a lot going on there. I was trying to get it out. Hope I did. You did. You got it out. I'm interested to see if he's asked the question about the labor union stuff, because I have a feeling that they are targeting right to work states with this story. And uh, I'm interested to see what he says about that if asked. Before we get to our final story of the Free 30, in which I will tell you about my first trip inside the metaverse, it's quite an experience. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is how an article in the journal about veterinarian school made Libertarian Monica apoplectic and breastfeeding on an airplane. I am. It did not make me breastfeed on an airplane. That, it, that was a separate story. Yeah, you're going to have to XR. You're going to have to clarify flip the there. Teases, right? yes, you're going to have definitely. to flip the teases. Just flip, flip the, the teases, teases around. Yes. <laughs> Before we do that, I want to give a thank you to the sponsor of today's show, which is Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia. Longtime listeners know that Neighbors has been a friend and supporter of the show for a very long time. We've held multiple meetups at their location in Smyrna, and they've become kind of a safe haven for the Propaganda Report community who are in Georgia. And I wanted to shout them out today because due to no fault of their own, there's a possibility that they will no longer be able to operate out of their spot in Smyrna, which is going to make things very tough for them if that does end up happening. With that said, if you're in Georgia, now's the time to get over there and show Bill and everybody, show them some love like they've shown us some love, pick up some seeds, some dog food, some garden products, whatever. Let them know you're supporting them. You can also email, you can call over there. And I know they do do some, a little bit of e-commerce if it's within uh, reasonable. He, he tries to accommodate for e-commerce when possible. So give them a call, talk to them, let them know you're supporting, let them know you're there for them. Like they've been there for us. Neighborsfeedandseed.com. They amazing supporter of the show. Let's be amazing supporters of them during their challenging times. And 
also want to let you guys know about Rockfin. Rockfin is an emerging video platform that allows all the stuff that gets censored on YouTube to live on Rockfin because it is pro free speech and it is a platform where where you can get all of our ad free DMB XRs Monday through Wednesday with the DMB XR live streamed with video every Thursday exclusively on live on Rockfin. All of our new propaganda report deep dives every other Friday where we uncover the plans, the powers that be are making from their own words and all the interviews posted with early release and video when video is available, excuse me. All of our Rockfin content and all of the content from all of the creators on Rockfin you get for just $9.99 a month. That includes content creators like Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, the Mad Ones, lots of fantastic content creators on there. It's really a fantastic deal. Rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Check it out. Check us out there. And now on to our final story of the free 30. I want to show you something and I'll describe it for those listening. This is a friend of mine's headset. This is Oculus headset. It's a white headset. It's like a, a white brick that you slap onto your face and you control it with like a Wii controller. Um, and I tried this the other day because my friend let me borrow it. I haven't tried it since because it made me very dizzy. But you put this thing on and you're sitting there with this brick on your face, this VR brick on your face, waiting for it to start, to, to come on. And you feel like an idiot. You're like, this is terrible. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to the planet. I hate this. And then as soon as it turns on, you go, this is amazing. Uh, wow. You're transferred from whatever sad life that you're in onto the balcony of a beautiful home that overlooks an amazing waterfall. And it's like you're there. It feels like you are there. If they So they have a thing on it where if it creates boundaries. So you can't see anything in your house when you're wearing it. So if you get up and try to walk around in the virtual house, you might run right into the wall or you might kick your dog. So it actually has boundaries that once you cross it, like a matrix grid appears and you can see your home through a matrix grid, like a weird digital matrix grid. It's really strange, but it also prevents you from running into things. (laughs) But the immersiveness of it is unbelievable. It's no doubt addictive. People are going to never leave it once they get in there, especially people who are already in that, who love gaming and who really, I can see a lot of addiction problems coming with these things. I played a couple of the games. Did you have a question? I'm just wondering if your companion in that same room were wearing a headset. Could you be on the same balcony? I don't know if you can be on the same balcony, but you can enter multiplayer games. And see, they have a poker. You can go play poker with strangers, and it's it's like a rated R room, a rated mature room. You have to be over seventeen to get in, and, and you can go in and just play. I think you can even play for money with a bunch of strangers. They have all kind of rooms like that. A couple of the games that I tried out were I tried out a boxing game and I tried out a first person shooter game because I wanted to get you know mm-hmm. different taste of it. The boxing game, holy cow! It's, you get in the ring and they and I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, there's a there's my trainer and I start. I say, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I, I was trying to see if they respond. They didn't respond to me, but they. Ring so the was bell. it a person or was no, it? This was a single player. You can play against other people, but, but why was, wouldn't the trainer hear you? I don't think that I got a cheap game. It's not got one it, of the more sophisticated it. games. And they ring the bell and. The guy comes at you, and you, I mean, you start fighting. I mean, you <laughs> really? really start, and it shows your fist. It, it, it's in, I mean, it's instinctual the way that it happens because he charges up on you, and you're like, oh, sh-. 
and you just, you know, and you start hitting them and stuff. I was, I was like sweating after this <laughs> boxing match. I mean, it was crazy. Sounds how like exercise. Real. Yeah. It's it, good. The exercise right, aspect is kind of good. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the first person shooter game made me want to throw up because you can Ooh. jump, you can wear a jet pack and fly up through the air, but it takes your stomach out from under you. It's like going downhill on a roller coaster. Really? Oh, I hate those so things. so bizarre. Universal has, um, the game, the roller coasters are virtual. And I got yeah. completely car sick. I cannot go on those things. That's what this, I don't usually get car sick, but I, it took, I had yeah. to kind of stabilize myself because every time you move forward, it, it feels kind of weird, but you, you get your gun and you can see your gun. You can see your hands. You can see your gun. And it's, it's like, you're holding a real gun. You're walking around a room and I was just doing target practice, but I, this thing is going to be the downfall of society. If oh, enough people sure. get these headsets on. Yeah. There's no doubt it, about that. It's so amazing. Hey, uh, that segues nicely into our shout out, because if that's the downfall of society, our guests on tomorrow's DPP are the salvation of society, or at least the salvation of those who choose to be saved. So I think you know who I'm talking about. So we have the, I don't know if we get new listeners all the time. Maybe people don't know. We have a disappearing patron party. It's the first Friday of every month. It's for party level patrons. So you go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. It's the patron of the truth level or higher. And uh, we, we do it just like this. It's like us on the screen. And then there's a lot of chat in the, in the sidebar where uh, it's very fun in the side. So you have to, it only streams to one place. So there's, everybody's focused on one in one spot. And uh it gets pretty hilarious, but you have to be logged into YouTube for it. So occasionally we have guests and tomorrow we have Adam from Deborah gets red pilled. He actually came up with a few new podcasts that he folded into the Deborah gets red pilled feed. So uh, he has inside the boomer brain, which is he's still going to feed Deborah red pills, chicken tenders, which he co-hosts with his beautiful wife, Emily, and they talk about homesteading which they really do. And I think we might have another homesteading couple pop in. It's not going to be for the whole time, maybe for an hour, have these people, but it'll still be the same old Brad and Monica DPP. I have my cocktail of the show. It's the Hotel Nacional special, which if you're a patron, you got that. If you just want to check it out, it's on monicamixes.com. And then he does Into the Apocalypse, where he and Chud X, who is also going to be here tomorrow, Yes. So we're going to have, it's going to be, might be a cluster, but it could be fun. Um, They explore unhinged conspiracy theories, ancient history, consciousness, and more. I actually think, although we would like to talk homesteading a few minutes into that Hotel Nationale special, I think we're going to want to get into um, unhinged conspiracy theories. Anyway, check them out. Check all of them out at Adam's RSS feed for Deborah gets red pilled and hang out with us one-on-one interactive tomorrow night. It's five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, if you're a patron, you can just, you just get to open the post and there it is. So actually, you know what? I'm going to send an invitation to Rockfin subscribers this week too, because it's going to be such a great, such a great time. We want to give a big showing to our guests. So if you are, if you are an active subscriber to our channel on Rockfin, you will get an email with the link. Fantastic. That? That's awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the prop report.com or your favorite podcasting platform of the propaganda report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, that Monica was telling you about, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. And you can go to rockman.com slash propaganda report and check us out there as well. We will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching us on the live streams. Or we will talk to you in the DMV XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.